welcome back, everyone, or welcome if you're a new listener. This is Prefer Not to Say, James and Greg, back again, you know, to do what we do. To return from the ether to assail your ears. Yes. <laughs> We've come from the depths of the shadow realm. <laughs> you can't get rid of me that easy, Yugs. <laughs> uh. I honestly wish that they would do like a remake of the first chapters of the anime up until like the dual monsters thing was the main thing. Just casually sending people to hell over other random ass games of chance. Yeah. And and I don't even think it's hell. It's supposed to be just like purgatory. Like it's like, here, you're just going to exist in this space forever. (laughs) Yeah. That first, cause I remember I, I I read it when I, um, cause I used to get shown in jump when it first came out, like the American Mm -hmm. version. And I was like, this is way different than what the show is. And then uh, I found out they actually did animate those episodes in Japan only. And I was like, man, they should have done it in the States. But then they wanted to make it like super kid friendly. <laughs> you should have never challenged me to tic-tac-toe. Now you are banished forever. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, or some like random, like a game of dice. Oh, man. Anyways... Today's episode is called From Exceptional to Expectation, and we're going to detail why it's probably not a good idea to be a superstar when you first start a job. Definitely not. You know, I, I've gotten the advice before, specifically at UPS, I was told, don't unload the trucks too fast. Like, don't don't rock it out like that, because then they'll expect it from here on out. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I've had... Uh... I've never gotten that that statement personally, but then again, I haven't worked all too many places. But I have heard from other friends that worked at places like Spartan Nash and whatnot, and they're like, yeah, as soon as I came in, all the other coworkers were saying, dude, don't outperform anyone else. That is the that is the, like top priority. <laughs> like, if you see yourself moving faster than someone else, chill out. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, <laughs> like, it's... Whoa, dude. <laughs> that's the easiest way to get exploited. Honestly, I mean, think about it, you know, like (laughs) the only difference between you and a slave right now is you don't get whipped when you go slow. (laughs) Well, actually, (laughs) slaves were treated better, though. Yeah, they got the whip, but they were housed and fed. That was a guarantee. Bruh, I don't know about that. (laughs) The quality of housing, though, I mean, eh, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, the quality of housing, it's still housing. Yeah, that's fair. Like, if 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 uh, if my workplace was like, "Yeah, you work here, we'll provide you with uh, free housing," I'd be like, "Absolutely, yes, sir." <laughs> I don't want to pay rent. <laughs> yeah, rent sucks. So yeah, I can see, I can see it being like that. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, because me, my natural thing is just to just work how I work, and if I end up superseding other people in the workplace, I'm like, oh, whatever. It gets recognized sometimes, but at the same time, I just kind of think like, no, then they're just going to hand all the work to me. Or you have to make up for the the lack in other coworkers. Yeah. See, I try to spin it. I I, I try to make it like um, like I overperform because it's just like in in my nature. Because I'm always like trying to I'm trying to beat myself. You know, I don't give a fuck about uh, outpacing Pause. everyone around me. Huh? You said you said <laughs> you said you want to beat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want to beat myself. <laughs> Anyways, no, I want to <laughs> I want to outperform myself and push myself further because like that's just who I am, you know? But like 
when it comes around and you know the expectations pile up, I use it as like leverage. I just go, mm, nah, I'll just work like one of these chumps. <laughs> like, <laughs> I try to turn it around. But if you want me to keep doing what I'm doing, I'm gonna need some sort of like compensation, my guy. Hit it with a bait switch, like, oh, this is what you could have. That was a free trial. Yeah, it's like that first hit of crack. <laughs> Uh, didn't you have a workplace where you were just outperforming everybody and that was just actually supposed to be the standard? Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was my return to, uh, the current place. Oh no, I, I thought it was the other place. Wait, which one? The one Wait. you were at for like a week. Oh, when they, when oh they, yeah. Did yep. you say someone was like, oh, yes. isn't yep. that like exceptional people? And they're like, nah, dude, that's supposed to be the standard. Yeah, yeah, that shit was hilarious. I was like, bro, I've been here for like three days. What's going on? But yeah, that's part of why I left. Best that I leave so they can continue with the keep and chill and getting paid for it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going to let the mediocrity keep taking place. Yeah. I don't want to influence people to be better. Yeah, there aren't, there aren't many jobs I've had where like being like the best really affected me in a negative way. Except for like the couple places where it just got me more work. It's like when I worked at the hospital and... uh I did so well in the dish room. I actually got a promotion over another guy who was being considered to be moved up to the kitchen. And then that was just a bad idea because then I just got exploited because I didn't get a pay raise upon that initially. Dude, honestly, it's, that's how it is. Like in most places, like, I don't know if it's as parasitic as this at other workplaces, but at mine, the, the step above where I'm at right now, you don't get your raise until you're like six months in. And it's a small raise, and it's the amount of shit that you have to deal with while you're while you're you know in that position because you you go go from basically having a few extra responsibilities and also having to be be like a uh, an in between between you and like the actual supervisor in that area. So it's like the position exists so people can bitch at you instead of their boss. Oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah. Like, people keep asking me, like, why don't I go for that position? And I'm like, I'm not about to get fucking chewed out by a person like me over some dumb shit that I didn't do. No thanks. <laughs> All to right? protect a supervisor who don't give a fuck? You tripping. Yeah, no, the, the convoluted structure of workplaces is kind of mind-boggling with all these different positions they have. Especially when it, like, conveniently displaces, like, the higher-ups from the lower employees. Like, they put just enough space where you got somebody to complain to who's like, dude, I just clock in every day. I'm just trying to vibe, make my money, and leave. You know, it's kind of funny. I've always, because it's like, I, I like to say that, you know, it's called an hourly wage, not an effort wage. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine if they paid based on effort or the amount of work you did. Dude, I'd be loaded. Right? There's, there's no way I wouldn't be closing in on six figures. Yeah, and then it's... uh. Or, like, when it comes to performance review time, like, any place that has performance reviews, they'll be like, yeah, this is amazing. You did exceptional in all these marks. And then the then the next round, you do the same thing. They're like, yeah, we could we could see some improvements. <laughs> like, that's, what? That's why you can't be so exceptional in your, in your workplace. Like, however long you plan on being there, think about the entire scope of improvement that you can make in, like, not in, not in length of, not in measurement of time, but, like, in measurement of skill. Like, say... On a scale, a scale of like 1 to 10, you came in and you were like a 3 and 10 is the max. 10 has to be hit in your last year there. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, man. Because you're going to be like, oh, man. All right. I'm 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 so good at this. I'm amazing. I'm going to get good raises year after year after year. You know? Nope. It's not going to happen. They're just going to be like, oh, this is your baseline now. 
so now you have to get better. It's like the uh, the corporate uh, or the capitalist infinite growth thing. You know, I was just about to say that infinitely. Yeah, which is unrealistic because we're just humans. Yeah, but at the same time, how come my paycheck isn't infinitely growing? For real. It's just wild how these companies try to do that. Like, oh, we could we could see some improvements. We could do this. Oh, here, take on this workload. Or when they, di- or when I hear stories of people pl- workplaces dissolving positions and then just dumping the workload on like the step below. Every single time, dude. Every single time. It's like all this consolidation happens and, and people quit as a result. And they're like, "What's going on? Why are people quitting? Oh, why can't we retain people? We better uh, offer a." piddly little couple hundred dollar uh, sign-on bonus or referral bonus for getting your friends to come work there. It's like, no. <laughs> uh, the referral bonus is the most predatory thing ever in the working world. Dude, for real. Because it gets people to trick their friends into working in some jank places. Mm-hmm. Like, no thanks. Like, if, you, if, you're, if, if you're recommending a job in it and I know it has a sign-on bonus, uh, no. I miss <laughs> me with that. I straight up tell people, I'd be like, look, this place is kind of shitty, but... If you come here, I'll cut you in for half, and then you can leave. (laughs) (laughs) Just stay long enough for it to hit the bank account. For real. (laughs) Yeah, I just never, I just never understood that. But or just like when workloads increase, especially, uh, and and I'll discuss it later. When workloads increase for certain people to make up for things, as I mentioned before, because I there's plenty of times where I've had to compensate for people's lack of. And it's like, or we could just make sure everybody's everybody's good. Because I had, at the hospital, there'd be like one or two people that weren't as good. And then I'd have to make up, we, we'd have to make up for that. And it's like, why, why are we making up for that? Why don't we just ensure this person is adequately trained and can do their job? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Because like, in a, in, a manuf- in a manufacturing environment, you know, they try to look at everything with spreadsheets and math. And they see, like, the overall pr- uh, production quality or, like, the the production rate is, is dropping year over year because they can't retain people or, like, all the good people leave. They get in all these new people. And instead of, you know, just it, it, instead of, you know, improving the way they learn so that they can get faster, better, they start thinking of ways to engineer around their pathetic performance. And it always ends up with, like, one person picking up the slack for a couple other, or, like, I don't know. It's just frustrating, is what I'm getting at. Oh, no, I get that. Well, I think also, um, it's one of those things where proper onboarding doesn't really exist in the workplace more, and it seems to be just getting further and further phased out. It's like how, you know, these entry-level jobs want all these years of experience now, and it's simply so they don't have to pay to train them. It's like, just because someone's done something for years doesn't mean that they'll be able to officially do it at your specific workplace. I saw a TikTok of uh, someone making a joke as they're an HR person. They're like, they need onboarding, but they have this many years of experience. It doesn't matter. They still need proper onboarding. (laughs) It's like, it's not, it's not a linear move from place to place. You know, you don't just like, oh, I can just do this. No, every workplace has different systems in place. It's like, will they have less of a learning curve because they've been doing it? Yes. But that doesn't mean they're just going to be, they're not plug and play, just like, you know, right out the gate, exceptional worker. 
Uh, I, I always feel like in those situations, you need to hit the uh, the employer with the oh, so every workplace you know in the, in this industry is exactly like yours, right? So what sets you apart? What makes people want your product over theirs? And I'm like, oh well, no, we do things differently. Ah, oh, well, there you go. That's why you need to onboard them because you do it differently. Yeah. But the worst thing is they won't get rid of the the weaker employees because they're the ones who will stay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a grab bag. Some of the people who will stay shouldn't stay, and some of the people who won't stay should occasionally, but not all the time. Or it's like how point systems, you know, the bad employees know how to take advantage of it, and then you end up losing good employees just because life. Because mm-hmm. I've known many people who I know weren't the greatest employees or people in general who knew how to take advantage of those systems and would explain in detail how they exploit it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah, that's why the whole... Yeah, the the whole infinite growth thing doesn't work if you're human. It's like, we want double the output. How? Automate. Double the workforce. <laughs> that's, the, that's the easiest one right there. Or, or the boomer logic of you just got to work harder. Bro, you can only work so hard if the money's not mathing right. For real. Can't be out here trying to move like the Flash for fucking $8. It's like, why Why is that such a thing? It's like, why is hard work so, so valued over smart work? Because hard work shows that you are obedient and you accept your place in life and that you will throw your body away for someone else's uh, profit smart work shows that you'll one day be a competitor it's like i did all these difficult stuff and wasted my time doing it you should praise me for it i think that's why older people are mad that people don't want to work it's like oh sorry you wasted your time working it's also like you know people who retire and then go back to working because they can't handle retirement. It's like, man, if you didn't spend all those years working and found things you loved and enjoyed, you'd probably have some fun times in your retirement. Seriously. Well, I think it's about time for a break. So we're going to go get some water real quick and we'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back. Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very eventful return from our little water break. Yeah. So I figured it might be fun. This uh, second half episode is, um, Greg, explain your job. Oh, I, oh man, I really don't want to. Um, I mean, just the basic tasks. Like, just you don't have to give a complete rundown. Just like, like how easy or difficult is your job? You don't need to go into math. <laughs> All right. So it's it's manufacturing. It's assembly line work. You're basically just working with your hands all day. You know, uh, think think like uh, you see. The movies like um, what was it? What's it called? Uh, like the Full Metal Jacket, or like any basically any war film. You know, you, you see somebody like uh, disassemble or reassemble their rifle really fast. You know, that's basically what I do, but with car with mirrors. You know, I, I'm basically so, so, so it's like like uh, big kid Legos. Yeah, it's like big kid Legos. <laughs> it's like big kid Legos. You know, a lot of uh, quick rapid movements and you know pieces going together. It's not. It's 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 a lot easier than I'm making it sound actually. Um, 
They were just building mirrors all day. We're on like an assembly line of anywhere from like three to seven people, right? And the the task is uh, streamlined and spread a, spread apart across this entire line. So like you're only really doing this one small piece or these couple small movements, you know, but you're doing so many of them in such a, you know, short amount of time that the line itself is pumping them out every like 15, 20 seconds, you know? Oh, okay. But, but <laughs> I would say if you have literally no manufacturing experience whatsoever, it's kind of difficult to like wrap your brain around at first, but I I say that anybody with like two brain cells to rub together can get it down pretty fast and get pretty fast at it, and it's alarming how many people can't. Oh wow! Yeah. Now as far as, far as uh, as far as like workload to pay comparison, would you say you get paid adequately for this specific function that you do? For if you if you want to come in and just collect a paycheck and not put in any real effort, sure. Yeah, I, okay. I, you're making okay money. It's not great. But it's like, what is it? Uh, depending on your area, but like in my area where where I work, I think it's like fifty cents more than um than the uh, what's it called the 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 accepted living wage margin. Okay, you know, like what all the surveys say is a living wage in my area, which is typically under. But anyways, now if you're coming in there and you're actually giving a damn then I feel like you're grossly underpaid because like the amount of profit you pump out per, uh, per hour is kind of ridiculous. I wanted you to kind of give a little bit about your job because I actually want to explain all the functions I did at my job. Oh, um, well, I mean, there's not much to explain about like the functions of, of manufacturing. You know, you, you show up, clock in, build shit, and then like, you know, scrap out bad stuff. It's, it's pretty simple. Like it's very rudimentary stuff. It's what I would say is almost exactly an entry level job. Okay. Definitely less, not as technically complex as some of the other shit I've done. But, uh, so, so if you got a groove going, you'll do all right. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, if you can wrap your brain around it and you can automate some things and, you can keep it moving, and while you're keeping your mind occupied, you're fine. You're fine. You can do great. Okay. It's not challenging at hard at all. Yeah. So, so like I said, I, I wanted to explain the last job I did in detail mm-hmm. to show you what what, what my workday looked like. So, I did shipping and receiving for a local abrasives manufacturer and distributor. My day looks like this. So I come in, I print orders. We had two platforms that we printed the orders because we have e-commerce websites and we also have offline orders. I print from both platforms. Depending on the day, it could be if it's the weekend, we could get anywhere from 30 to 40 from the weekend. If it's a weekday, depending on the day, we could have anywhere from 20 orders to 60 orders. We'd print them out. I'd arrange them in order by size of or if it's the weekend, I arrange them by date and I'd arrange them by size of the order. So if it's like, I, if, if there's orders that are only a single item, I put those together because those are easiest to grab because it's like, you know, you're trying to move efficiently. So then we pick orders. And there were two of us that worked there. So it was, you know, we had our supervisor who was Ethan. And then there would be two of us. We'd go pick in the warehouse. Once we're done picking, we'd trade carts check, so we can check each other's work. Then we'd ship them out. That's the basic rundown. Here's the detailed rundown. 
So let's say you're picking and you're out of stock on items. We'd have to mark down what was out of stock, or if we were short, we had to mark out how much we could send. And then obviously we'd have to check them. So if you had loose items, we'd have to count individually when we checked each other's work. Then after shipping them towards the end of the day, I'd have to actually send a partial message to every single person that had a back order. Because that was our job. It wasn't customer services job. We had to do that. <laughs> so let's say you had 20 or let's say you had 15 orders that had a back order. You have to send a message to each one of them. Then there's also putting uh, putting away inventory. If we get trucks coming in, like let's say we got our UPS delivery or a FedEx delivery or freight delivery, we have to stop what we're doing there, or at least one of us, depending on how we give it up to work. We'd have to check in all that stuff, put it away. Then we'd sign off on it, give the paperwork to Ethan so he can do whatever he does with it. Then after putting it away, there's other things they also had to do. Like I was responsible for drop shipping stuff that we didn't carry in house. So I'd be creating purchase orders for drop ship items to send them to the customer. There were also products because we sold a flap disc. We had a hubbed version which is like a metal backer that they could use to, you know, screw on to like a, a grinder or whatever. We'd have those because they could order that as an option. We'd have to pick that order, take those flat discs, set those aside, take that order, set it aside. Then I'd take all the hubbed orders. I'd create a purchase order for those. And then I'd put them in the hubbing area to get hubbed. And then, Oh, I forgot with the back orders. If there were multiple back orders, we couldn't ship the second shipment out until we got every single other back order, unless a customer complained. Uh, we also had to be high low certified so that we could uh, get things out of the truck with a high low if necessary. Most of the time, I try to use a hand truck because driving a high low there was just not fun because it was very cramped. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, if there was any questions that customer service had, I had to go find it out because they made it so they asked us and we'd go ask people on the manufacturing side because they didn't want to be contacted directly. So let's say I, I'm working on something. I get a message. They have a customer who's on the phone. I have to go find that out right away. I go back to my work. Then I get another message and I'd probably get multiple messages throughout the day. Uh, also in the mornings, if they sent something, because we left at four, the office is open till five. If they sent something at the end of the day, we were expected to work on that the moment we got in, regardless of what else we had going on, instead of them saving it to message us day of. And then with the back orders we actually had a specific area for back orders because if there were ones with multiple back orders we'd set them aside then we'd have to go through those to find out which ones they go to we'd also have to go and check all of them to make sure they haven't been canceled or shipped already and on top of that we actually besides our e-commerce stores we actually had this distributor for our manufacturers for anybody who did wholesale and that we got kept getting steps added to make sure that we count any mistakes that they made and it would constantly grow because it'd be constant mistakes. So we got to the point where we ended up having to check pretty much check their orders to make sure they were right. And they were actually going to start, I, this didn't happen while I was there, but they were going to start making it so that we printed out those orders and picked them for the stuff that we could pick. Interesting. Yeah. I had to do all <clears throat> these things <laughs> for $14 an hour. Oh, man, that's terrible. Yeah, you should have left a long time ago. So you should have came work with me. <laughs> the problem is, it was a real, it was e it was a lot of work, but it was easy work. 
And you could basically get away with anything just short of murder there. So it it was easier staying there than being the new guy at another place. Also, it was closer than where you worked. Yeah, that's fair. But the thing is, I was there when the company was younger. So I was there when there wasn't as much of a workload. Mm-hmm. Where we were finishing everything. Like, you know, we'd have everything finished by like half the day being over. But the wild thing was, we'd always get constantly behind on things because of all this stuff. And I would always say, like, we need more people. But they didn't want to do that because they would be like, oh, well, what if everything gets done and you have nothing to do? And it's like, we've never been at that point. Or like back orders. Like, hey, if it's out, take it off the website or say it's back ordered or do a pre-order for it. Have a system in place to where it doesn't create more work for us. Because you got to think about it. If I pick an order that's complete, and we can ship it out, that's fine. But if I have the whole back order thing, now I got to mark it down. I have to send the partial message. Then once we get inventory in, oh, we were also responsible eventually to actually, because we kept a spreadsheet of all our back orders, we had to figure out those orders ourselves. So we'd go through the spreadsheet and check it against the inventory or, or the purchase orders. And it just created so many steps. And then the partial messages, that was just... Oh, that I always hated those because it's like that's a customer service thing. Like, why are we doing that? But yeah, just all all because they wanted to keep it on the website for the opportunity for a sale. We create all these steps that just annihilated any chance of being efficient. Okay. So you wanted to hear how like how bad it gets when you asked me. No, I just wanted to see what kind of functions you did for like pretty much like what your day looked like, just in comparison where it's like you get paid pretty decent to, you know, you know, be a part of an assembly line. I got paid chump change to basically do the work of four people. <laughs> well, but you said it was easy work though. It was easy work, but the problem is is like we couldn't get it all done. And then we they they'd make it known if they were frustrated that it wasn't getting all done. Mm, okay. So it was a lot of easy work and uh it was more 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 work than is is uh accomplishable or completable by one person. Yeah, and there and was just so two you of got, us. You caught flag for uh, an inefficient program. Yeah, that makes. Sense. But there was no there was no effort to make it more efficient because of the infinite growth thing. Well, oh, and we were also expected to uh, get uh, caught up with orders to the point where we were shipping same day orders. So yeah, it was easy work. It's just the problem was for it wasn't really worth it when we're looking at all this and then this, the kind of attention we got from higher ups who were like, what's going on here? And it's like, Hey, uh, we can tell you all day on what's wrong, but you're not going to correct it in the way it needs to be because you have other things you're worried about. Mm-hmm. So it's just, so it's like yours is more of an assembly line. It's like, like you said, like once you get it, you got it. It was easy work for me. It was just, we kept getting more work piled on. I was gonna say that's that's kind of that's kind of the same over here actually. Like the worst it gets is like you're doing the job of three people and you're doing it seven days a week, you know. But the job itself remains the same. It's never overly complex or too difficult. Like I I fucking I watch fucking movies and shit while I'm working, dog. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also I mean it's also you guys also do have a turnover thing though. Mm-hmm. Like you have a percentage turnover where it's like it's understandable why they have to uh, you know load on more work. They just flat out refuse to hire more people. Um, I'm starting to believe that that's the same thing at this workplace. 
Because, oh, really? Yeah, because they've been pushing people so hard that they're like, all right, well, we want more people to work here, or we're having difficulty finding people. But, like, I know of, like, they're not, like, my personal friends, but I know of, like, six or seven people who've all applied and all got told no. And I'm like, this place doesn't have a steep requirement, all right? Like, you don't need a, de- a degree to work here. Why are you telling people no? Yeah, I, yeah, it looks like they're doing the same thing to you. Dude, for real. And then they hire, like, these bums who, like, uh, I, dude, I don't want to say it, but, like, they, they're hiring, like, the bottom of the barrel. Like, nobody's stupid, but they're hiring the stupid people. <laughs> uh, well, it's because they can exploit them the, the easiest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was, the, and the problem was, our department, we had a system that we were the best running department in the whole company. If anything got shot down, it's because it's because the owner didn't want to do any of the suggestions we would have had. Like he's the sole reason, but yet he wants to think he tries to he he wants to think he can do everything as efficiently as possible. But it's like you can't convince him otherwise. Because he's one of he has to be the smartest person in the room. That's one of the big issues. Oh, okay. So it's like and that's the thing. It's like he'll he'll make decisions, and we'll be like, "That doesn't make sense. Why are you doing this?" Because as a department, we were one of the, yeah, we were literally the best department. Like they wouldn't run without us. Like, and I know it was probably difficult. You know, if if any and if we were if anybody got fired or quit, you know, we definitely it, it was hard, but we made it work. But we also got like you know. <laughs> Yeah, we, we th- there were some issues we've had before and where it was like we've gotten kind of a bad rep for how well we work, especially because we didn't tolerate anyone else like falling behind in other areas. Like we'd make it known if there was a problem anywhere else. But yeah, it was just like like and, and we, we were constantly coming up with new systems to make everything as efficient as possible. We had some great stuff going, but it just became too much because we had to constantly add things. Instead of killing problems at the source, we were since we were the ones shipping things out, it was like, all right, you guys got to do all this because, you know, it's like, hey, I'm sorry that your manufacturing side is messing up stuff for their customers, but it's like, why do we have to, you know, make up for that? Hire better people. You know, I wasn't even thinking about from exceptional to expectation as like a macro form. I was thinking about it as a micro to the ind- individual listening, you know, but now that I'm sitting here and like pondering the idea that's I'm starting to believe that that's the whole reason that uh, this department I used to work in got folded into another one because we could afford the loss of productivity. Oh, because because this is this is that old department I always talk about that that was always uh, getting out early on Fridays because we were hours and hours ahead of schedule. And I'm oh. like, God damn, we really fucked ourselves. <laughs> oh man. See, that's the... That's the thing, you know, and it's all for the sake of the profits at the top. Mm-hmm. It's like it just doesn't make sense. You can yeah, have I'm sure. why not just reduce the need for just labor in general, automate <laughs> things to the point where we don't have to work this hard. I'm sure whatever dumbass came up with that idea and was like, we should slap these two together, you know, or reduce our management costs. I'm sure he got like a fifty thousand dollar bonus that year. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, reducing labor. It's it's just reducing labor and increasing prices. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It's you're not increasing your customer base. They're gonna run out of ideas to to infinitely grow, and then they're gonna have to start eating themselves. Yeah, that's when they'll get the uh, the corporate layoffs, and then it'll be a problem. They'll be like, "Oh, the market's crazy. <laughs> we we had to let go of this guy who sits in this room and plays with a calculator all day for a hundred bands a year." <laughs> 
Oh, man. So, yeah, the lesson here, don't give them your best. Working hard never rewarded me in the way that it was always explained. No. Definitely not. I've... I worked extremely hard at a place for a number of years and then was canned in the midst of a tragedy. So, like, <laughs> yeah, there's there's no point. No point in giving your all to a uh, an employer. Everyone just paying you pennies on their dollar. Mm-hmm. And then want to give you a pizza party and be like, we cool, right? <laughs> well, that was today's episode. If you're a regular listener, you know where to find us. But if you're new... Feel free to follow us on our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at PNTS Pod. If you want to hear anything else I do, I produce and release music under the alias Booty Paul. You can follow me on all socials at BTQ Paul. If you want to hear me talk about movies, you can listen to my show, The K Cut, which all our socials are at The K Cut. That's a that's a fun podcast. Uh, we actually had an episode dropping today as we record. It's an episode dropped today, so it's funny because on Thursday. When we normally record, my internet went out, so I couldn't record. Oh, no. And so to make up for it, so we didn't miss a week, we actually dug up a demo that we had recorded before the show and released that. Nice. Yeah, we haven't missed a week since launch. Always good to have one in reserve. Oh, yeah. I think we have a few, so in case that happens again. Uh, You can find Greg buried in the cheese of your next Stuffed Crust Pizza purchase. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) I like that one. I like that one. At all locations at every franchise, a little piece of Greg. (laughs) Holy shit. Worldwide. Damn. (laughs) We broke you down on the molecular level and gave an atom to every single pizza location (laughs) in the planet. All right, everybody. That's the show for today. And as I always like to say, collaboration breeds community. Stay hustling. Stay hydrated. Peace.